forbidden and banned, the bane of bureaucrats, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction. Flying under the radar and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Kia hello, and welcome to Liberty Now, the podcast, episode zero. This is the show for common sense and discerning minds. We seek the truth and can think for ourselves. I'm your host, John Verd, trainer, piper, navy diver, and liberty lover. Yes, that was the bagpipes you heard earlier, if you weren't watching the video. That's a pipe tune I've been practicing called Out of the Air, kind of apropos now that Liberty Now on air is off air. Oh, and by the way, if you're watching the video and you see all these plants behind me, yes, I am in a greenhouse and that is my aquaponic system behind me, which is an amazing, awesome way to grow food. Not only really environmentally friendly, but uh, you can grow it anywhere and it's a very efficient way to, to produce food. We've gotten into that in previous episodes. We'll, we'll talk more about that when we are talking about solutions. If you've been listening to previous episodes, you know that this is not your average podcast. I'm a bit all over the show, as they say here in New Zealand. But the common thread is always liberty and how these things affect our freedoms. So why is this episode zero? Well, for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I've never really gotten into my backstory or about why I started this podcast. And secondly, because we're starting all over again from ground zero. Yes, ground zero, because Liberty Now On Air is now off air. I was dropped from the station, but that's not going to stop us from exposing corruption, is it? I brought a couple Bible verses with me, and I thought this one was pretty appropriate. The truth will last forever, and lies are soon found out. Proverbs 12, verse 19. So we're starting over again on a new channel called Liberty Now Podcast. And if you're listening now, I'm glad you found it. I'm going to be uploading previous episodes onto this channel, and then we'll resume again with the weekly podcasts and interviews from there. But uh, yes, folks, censorship is very real. So from Christchurch to California and Virginia to Venezuela, I'm very grateful that you're listening to this. And I'd like to ask your help to relaunch and get back to the listenership we had before because we have to get the word out any way we can. So share this, share the links, make sure you subscribe. If you believe in the Creator, make sure you pray and read books. Please read. And if you're inclined, start your own podcast. Do whatever you feel that is appropriate for you to do. But do at least read and don't just listen to the mainstream media talking heads. You know, do your own research and, and look up everything, including what I've been telling you here. I was very fortunate myself to have grown up surrounded by books. My father was a reference librarian, and so I pretty much grew up in the library. I knew my way around a card catalog by the time I was seven or eight. The millennials may not know what that is, but it's uh, how we used to look for things before we had uh, the Internet or Google. Anyway, I spent hours pouring through books on flight, military weapons, space travel, science. 
It wasn't really until I was older that I started appreciating history, the real history, that I learned was way more fascinating than the stuff they used to teach us in high school. As I've said before in the intro, I'm a trainer, piper, navy diver, and liberty lover, but that's not much of a bio. Well, now that we've got some extra time, as we're in another lockdown here in New Zealand, I think we're in day eight now, I've got some extra time. If you're not doing anything, go grab a coffee, a beer. We'll just hang out for a few. So I've been a trainer and a small business owner. I operated a training studio for about nine years in Seattle. And I've otherwise been involved in the fitness industry over 25 years now. So I've always followed you know, health and fitness issues. And particularly lately with uh, the COVID going on. And I can tell you still that exercise is one of the best medicines that we can take. And I plan to get into more of that in future episodes as well. Because I also want to share positive things that we can do and focus on while we're still fighting the new world order. So the Piper thing began when I was about 13 years old and I wanted to learn how to play an instrument. And it so happens that we had a family friend, Colonel John McEwing, who was actually a pretty famous Piper in his own right. He played and directed in uh, a lot of old black and white movies where you see bagpipers. I was very fortunate to learn under him. And I played for a number of years in high school. I was in a band in Spokane, Washington. And uh, after joining the Navy, though, I gave it up for quite a few years. And it was only recently after moving to New Zealand that I got back into it in the last couple of years. I find now that it's something positive that I can focus on. It keeps me focused and uh, helps reduce the stress. So playing an instrument, learning those kinds of things is, is also something I really recommend, especially if you're uh, in a lockdown as well and you got nothing else to do. As for the diver thing, after high school, I joined the Navy because I wanted to be a pilot. That was my first love. As far back as I can remember, I was obsessed with flying. I attempted to build my first hang glider when I was eight years old, to my mother's chagrin. And uh, my bedroom was always a model airplane museum. And by graduation, I was ready. I had aced all the tests, except one, I found out, the vision test, the one I couldn't study for. I did not pass for pilot qualifications. So instead of a career up in the air, I opted for one underwater. I became a diver. Big hooyah! Shout out to all my fellow divers out there. So the Navy taught me the value of discipline, hard work, and it really taught me to appreciate the freedoms that we enjoy in the Western world. And it also opened my eyes to the wider world. After getting out of the Navy, I started paying more attention to politics and what was behind a lot of the wars that we were getting into, finding that it was often about resources, particularly oil. I also wanted to do something to speak out against them. And I missed the travel. I wanted to see more of the world. So around 28, I came up with an idea for a project called Pedal for Peace. The idea was to ride a bike around the world, partly as a symbol of protest over petroleum, the resource behind a lot of these wars, and also to meet people one-on-one. -on -one. I would stop and talk at community halls and schools in, in cities along the way and exchange postcards with people to create pen pals between countries and get them talking about peace and interested in 
more about politics and holding their leaders accountable before signing on to more conflicts. The Pedal for Peace project took me through five countries and over 7,500 miles. But the trip was cut short in Italy when I was run over by a semi-truck, literally. Luckily, I survived with minimal damage and uh, didn't quite walk away from that one. The trip ended there, but the protest didn't. And in the years since then, I've learned that the corruption goes a lot deeper than the occasional war over an oil pipeline. So why the podcast? Why Liberty Now? I want to cultivate a deep appreciation for liberty because we are entering a critical time in history where we are in danger of losing many, if not most, of the human rights that we've taken for granted up to now. I started Liberty Now in January of this year, in 2021, on a local radio, public radio station here in Christchurch. And it aired weekly on Saturdays and also uploaded as a podcast called Liberty Now On Air. I've been covering a range of subjects and gotten some great interviews on everything from aquaponics to COVID-19. But after 21 episodes, it was dropped after an episode with Dr. Sam Bailey, who I thought was a pretty authoritative source. I know there are a lot of debunkers out there, but again, as always, I recommend you go to the source, look at things in context, and be your own judge. Anyway, it was dropped, possibly not too surprising in light of the censorship that we're seeing with anything that questions government or corporate media. But I'm grateful that we got even that many episodes out. As I've said before, I started Liberty Now because I've been seeing the growing threat of globalism and technocracy eroding at our basic liberties and human rights. And because there seems to be a general public apathy, or a lot of people don't even realize this or they aren't noticing. I'm reminded of uh, the concept of bread and circuses before the fall of Rome, too absorbed in social media, or the mainstream narrative to really notice. There is censorship and government corruption and overreach. And I've got to be honest, I hate bullies and liars and cheats. And we're going to call them out. There's a quote that really resonated with me that so much that I put it on my signature on all my emails now. The world is a dangerous place not because of those who do evil, but because of those who look on and do nothing. And I can't be one of those who looks on and does nothing. So I hope to wake up more people and get out the real stories behind the headlines. And I've had a growing sense for a number of years that something was amiss quite a long time ago. And I've been going down this rabbit hole probably 15 years now and done a lot of research and a lot of reading. So I don't expect everyone to immediately believe the things that we cover here. I'll just share my research with you, but as always, encourage you to check for yourself, do your own research, but by the same token, don't believe everything that you hear on mainstream media or the self-proclaimed fact-checkers. A recent example, uh, factcheck.org, has a financial conflict of interest. We found out that They have about 15% of their investments in Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceuticals. 
So you can't exactly expect them to be fair and unbiased when reporting anything about Johnson & Johnson. My aim here is to get you out of the mainstream media trance. As I've said before, we are entering a critical time in human history where we're in danger of losing the human rights we've fought so hard for to globalism. And if you haven't really researched that term, globalism promises a one-world utopia. But it is, in fact, an ideology fundamentally at odds with national sovereignty. And thanks to globalization and international trade agreements like NAFTA, Western society is rapidly diverging from the course set by America's founding fathers in Western society. On a line graph moving from free society to tyranny, we are on the puck end of a hockey stick right now. Political correctness has paved the way and silenced the true liberals whose philosophy has always just been live and let live. But we no longer have the luxury of quiet tolerance. This is not hype. It may not be obvious to those who haven't really questioned the mainstream narrative. It's kind of like that old movie, They Live, when Roddy Piper puts on those special glasses and suddenly he can see all of the signs all over the place telling people to obey and listen to the government. And he sees that half of the people are these weird-looking aliens. It's really a good allegory because once you start looking through that lens of discernment, everything starts to make more sense and you can better filter out all the propaganda we're saturated with. But it's like a fish has no concept of water until you pull it out of the water into the boat. And we're so immersed and saturated in unified messaging being directed from a singular source or singular sources. You know, we have this illusion of free choice with thousands of media channels, but the reality is that in America, 90% of the media is owned by six corporations. Think about that. Six corporations control 90% of the media information that most people consume. That includes movies, TV, radio, newspapers, online, offline. I've aired these clips before, but in case you haven't heard it, I'm going to play a sampling uploaded by YouTuber 2Extreme. This is from dozens of local TV stations across the U.S. in the same time period. Take a listen. In consumer news, economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. Well, the final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. The final days of the campaign can get a little salty. 
If your email inbox is out of control and you've given up sorting it out, a Baltimore company thinks it has a solution for you. Could this be the end of email overload? 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 Could this be the end of your email overload? Show ice cream, you scream. You know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, 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 well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, we all, well, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, you know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, we all know the rest. Ice cream, you scream, you know the rest. A day on the retail calendar that can be enjoyed from a desk or the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or a couch. Enjoyed from a desk or maybe the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or the couch. Enjoyed from the desk or even the couch. Enjoyed from a desk or the couch. From a desk or the couch. From a desk or the couch. From a desk or a couch. From a desk or your couch. From the desk or the couch. This mass communication can be controlled now in a way that has never been possible before the internet, Google, Facebook, social media, and now coming the internet of things. And if you haven't looked up IOT yet, dig into that. But it won't stop there if the technocrats get their way. Next, it will be the internet of people. And we'll get more into that in future episodes. But I'm guessing you're here because you already sense that something isn't right and that this is one of those historic times of massive global change. Some people are saying biblical change. And I have a hard time dismissing that out of hand because if you've read any of the prophetic books by Daniel, Hosea, Revelations, any of those, it's hard to deny that it sure looks like someone is trying to fulfill what's in that 2,000-year-old book. But then again, it also says in Daniel 12, verse 10, Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined, but the wicked shall act wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but those who are wise shall understand. And you don't really have to look far to see massive moral decline everywhere. And this isn't just grumpy old men whining about the younger generation. I mean, there are endless examples. We're now being told, for example, that it's perfectly acceptable for genetic males to compete in women's Olympic events. Anybody who thinks that this is political correctness or gender equality clearly lacks common sense. We've never seen anything in recent generations like a rainbow dildo butt monkey reading to small children at a public library. I'm not making this up. If you haven't heard it in the news yet, I hate even giving this pervert any attention, but we ignore these things at our peril. I'll put a link down in the show notes and you can check it out for yourself if you can stomach it. It's never been okay to expose children to adult subjects or material. And yet here we are seeing this sanctioned by taxpayer funded public libraries. But this is the kind of thing you see historically in a societal breakdown, leading to a civilization's collapse. 
If we just back away to the 50,000 foot view for a minute, we know that civilizations rise and fall, typically lasting between two and 400 years. There's a cycle of world events called the Titler cycle, developed by a law professor back in the 1800s, the last name of Titler, and he found in his studies that societies went through this same cycle over and over again, and that the cycle lasted about 200 years each time. He said the cycle starts out with a society in bondage and then goes through a sequence of nine stages. So starting with bondage, then spiritual faith, then courage, then liberty, abundance, then decaying to selfishness and complacency, then apathy. On that, I remember back in the 80s, public service announcements and campaigns about not being apathetic and making sure you get out to vote. This was back in the 80s. And then into dependence. Can you say record welfare enrollment now in many countries? Can you say universal basic income? And then back into bondage again. So where do you think we're at? I'd like to know what you think. Let's continue the conversation on Telegram. You can follow me there at t.me forward slash Liberty Now podcast. And hey, if you like this podcast, if you think it will help wake others up, make sure you share it. Subscribe to the news at libertynow.com and check out the reading list and resources that I put there. Start doing your own research and sharing that. And by the way, stay tuned for the next episode because I'm interviewing renowned author Patrick Wood about his recent book, Technocracy Rising. If I could recommend just one book to help wake people up, this would be it. That's all the time we've got for this episode. I'll pipe you out with a tune called Rhodesian Regiment. Until next time, be good and keep asking questions.